This is the World Industrial News for Thursday, December 22nd, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part 10 of their podcast, How to Leverage the U.S. Infrastructure Bill to Modernize the U.S. Power Grid. To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. Thank you so much, Mona. It's just invaluable insight as we you know, continue to peel this onion back and really understand what the next steps are. Um, Pat, what did we miss? Any, any final thoughts? Well, there's one I had that, and you sort of addressed it, but this is not a U.S. problem. This is a worldwide problem. We've seen uh, transmission grids in every continent of the world. We've seen wildfires, people trying to cope with wildfires. We've seen electric vehicles start to become more popular, not as popular perhaps in California, but popular, a very high growth rate, 60% growth rates. So this is a worldwide problem. And the it's it's infrastructure. It's often very hard to justify infrastructure. How do you justify a freeway or a bridge or a sewer? They're all justified because of the effect that others will have by leveraging that infrastructure. And I want to point out just one project, and perhaps that'll put things in in perspective. A lot of our, our friends in Europe are and have been for some time very much invested in sustainability, use of renewables, and those kinds of things. But to have solar collectors in an area where the sun doesn't shine or the wind doesn't blow, it's really makes you feel good, but it doesn't work. You have to go to where the sources are. So the transmission problem we're faced in the US, in other places they face it in through multiple countries. There's a project in the Middle East called GCCIA, which is a new transmission line, a DC transmission line, which is one then designed for a lot of renewables and it goes from Saudi Arabia down through and across and up and into Spain and Turkey. Think about that line. Turkey and Spain is where you would connect into the European grid. This now looks as the same effect of 30 years ago when they built gas pipelines into an area. You become very highly dependent. Redundancy is needed. And at the bottom line, you can't build a solar complex in an area where you can't do anything with the power. So these are very much an enabling uh, technology. And I'd like to point out, they're not standalone. There was a project done in Southern California, it's called PowerLink, that was done by, by Sempra years ago. And what they did is they built a transmission line from our Mojave Desert into the San Diego area. And this all goes with the same idea that you can generate the power from solar, you can generate it from wind, and you can use it in the cities and urban areas and industrial areas. But those don't coexist. And so we have to get the power from one to the other. And those are good examples of how the combined technology of intelligence at the edge and new smart grid are gonna work together to make this basically a a better living environment. And just one, Add at the end of this is that this is massive amounts of software 
And I would remind everybody that software is very much a European and US driven project product. So it puts us into a tremendous competitive advantage that we have the software already doing many of these things. Awesome, thank you so much, Pat. What fantastic discussion and insight. You know, I think we're just really scratching the surface here. So thank you both, Pat and Mona, for joining us. And we'll look forward to continuing this uh, discussion. I can't wait to see what the next topics are. Thanks again. Thank you, thank Megan. You. It's now apparently up to federal authorities to determine if it is safe to resume full operations on the Keystone oil pipeline from Canada, more than a week after one of the worst inland spills in decades. Operator TC Energy Corporation was said to be testing a pressure increase on the line when it ruptured on December 7th near the border between Kansas and Nebraska, releasing an estimated 14,000 barrels of oil. Because the Earth's core is hotter than the sun's surface, experts in the geothermal energy field are understandably giddy about its potential to power humanity through the energy transition in a way that is uniquely clean, convenient, and reliable. PetroEcuador, the national oil company of Ecuador, said Monday that it had received environmental permits to expand its operations at the Oca and Pacoa fields in the Oriana and Santa Elena provinces, respectively. And Middle East refiners plan to add 788,000 barrels per day of diesel hydro-treater units by 2028 in an effort to increase gas oil production. Among all the countries in the region, Egypt leads the trend by adding 10 diesel hydro-treater units with a combined capacity of 301,000 barrels per day by 2027. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrial.com. Info.com. I'm Peggy Tuck reporting for Industrial Info News.